Nathan, what's going on? How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Yeah, I got Matt on here too. What's going on, Matt? Hey, I'm live from the condominiums phase two. <laughs> what what happened to phase one? Oh, we don't talk about them. Oh, okay. those, those sons of bitches. <laughs> Matt, are you going to still run for the uh, phase two condominium board? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Sybil, one of us is going to run, and but we're waiting though because I want to try to make deals with phase one and three to try to you know collude and try to help me out win the election. Strong. <laughs> Strong arm. You're going to set yeah, up a puppet strong. regime? Yes, yes. And then uh, I'm, take, I, I'm taking Maureen down. I'll let her win the first election. <laughs> Maureen is 68. This is, <laughs> this is a close. sweet spot for people with the name Maureen. I think it's about 68, <laughs> I'm going to guess. Yeah. Oh, she's going down. <laughs> I got dirt on her. I have dirt. Uh, you guys have a good Christmas? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Matt? Yeah, yeah, it was fine, man. I went to Bush Gardens, got some sun uh, yesterday. Oh, good, yeah. I uh, I went to a Christmas play at this big church, and uh, it was all the main character was Gabriel, the angel, but he was wearing these white, sort of really tight pants, and he didn't have any underwear on underneath. And so <laughs> it was like, so I kept thinking, what does that look like? What can I compare this to? And Are you sure I, you were in a church? Yeah. <laughs> and I came to the conclusion that it looked exactly like a circumcised penis right there, front and center. He had a lot of scenes where he had like his hands on his hips and he was singing proudly. Like it was, uh, it was good for the season. Okay. So um, welcome to the Pickle of Poloni file, everyone. And uh, this is uh, my co-host. Say hi, Nate. Hi, Nate. <laughs> and Nathan also, uh, Matt has agreed to be another co-host with us. So, hi, Matt. Hey, good to, good to be here. Okay. Um, today, we picked an uh, interesting topic. Uh, Trump, basically, is our topic today. And uh, um, Boring. <laughs> most interesting thing, I think, about Trump right now is that the best thing that could have happened to him would have been to lose the election. And the worst thing that could have happened to him would be to win the election. Because I was trying to think, like, what? imagine how happy Trump would be if he'd lost the election right now. He'd, uh, he'd have, probably have his own network. Uh, he'd be wrapping up his locker-up national tour, contesting the election results. And then I did the math on Excel spreadsheet. If he's worth $5 billion at $130,000 a pop, it would allow him to have unprotected sex with 38,000 haggard porn stars. <laughs> I, I think yeah. his net worth is a is a hotly contested issue. Yes, yeah. It, 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 I've seen it range anywhere from actually less than a billion to close to seven billion. That's a right. pretty Ooh. wide range. He said oh, yeah. it, it's determined by his opinion of it. I think. <laughs> can Can I tell our accountant that this year? <laughs> I know. Yeah, he sued somebody who wrote a book claiming that he wasn't a billionaire, and that was the basis of his lawsuit. He, was the, the guy said he was. The guy in his book said that he was a millionaire. Right. And um, Trump was yeah. so enraged that he did. He did he sue him or threaten to sue him? I don't know. It was some kind of defamation issue, but I don't know if he actually did or not. It's one of those things. Trump is. He cannot talk about him openly in public unless you're like in not in mixed company. Um, most people won't bring him up. But I don't know, like Nate. What are, I don't really don't know what you feel about Trump. I think I know Matt. Well, Matt feels and and stuff. But what what are your thoughts, Nate, in general? Um. Well, I used to be 
when when you said the topic was going to be Trump, I immediately flash back to Matt. Do you remember the time that you and me went to a rally for Jim Leach? Oh yeah, uh, it was a complete disaster. People were oh. complaining about completely irrelevant issues that he had no control over. It was, was like Jim you know, Leach. Uh, what was he like? Local representative? Yeah, he was. He was, uh, he was the um, district house representative. Okay. Yeah, or just Cedar Rapids, I think. Not Iowa City. It was different because our social lives were pretty hot at that time. I think we... <laughs> <laughs> it was senior year, baby. <laughs> we did but... rally for Jim Leach on our inner senior year. <laughs> I just remember being really confounded by what I heard that day. But so yeah, I've yeah. always been pretty conservative. I'd say yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of between libertarian and conservative now. Yeah. I'm very fiscally conservative, but probably more socially liberal a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of wavers. I, I voted for Trump. So, yeah. yeah. Do unfortunately, you, um... <laughs> can I take my vote back? <laughs> well, what would you do with your vote if you got it back? Yeah. No. Nate, I remember when you said that um, if the devil ran against Hillary Clinton, that uh, you'd have to throw your vote toward the devil. <laughs> I think I would. I think I would. <laughs> if 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 it's Beelzebub on the Republican ticket, uh, v Hillary, I'm probably going Beelzebub. Well, that's why. I mean, you really had no choice. That's what I was trying to say. With I, think, I think a lot of people. Crime. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt that way. Um, I was trying to think of like funny thing. It, it's such an easy topic to think about something funny on, but I I ironically couldn't. I had a hard time with it just because it's almost like it's too easy. Or it's too serious. Like, do you joke about something that a person that can make these sort of world-changing decisions, but then do you, It's he's almost too easy, like with his hair and and uh, Stormy Daniels and all that stuff. I, I, I had a hard time, actually. You know, I, I, I was going to take an easy shot on uh, who would play Trump in the uh, in the porno that's going to be made, you know, inevitably. <laughs> I had a few ideas, but uh, I, I'm sure they've already made many of them. I can't imagine that. Oh, not. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's probably dominating the industry right now. I'm assuming. <laughs> so, so when the when when the actual Trump movie comes out in theaters someday, oh. who plays Trump? Yeah, you'd have to have an, a real actor. You couldn't just pull a comic. You know, like Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Jeff Dunham. <laughs> With the Stormy Daniels thing, the, the thing I found most funny is that. She said that he uses Pert Plus shampoo, and he's worth billions of dollars, but he uses Old Spice cologne still. He probably uses cologne samples. <laughs> yeah. The ones no, my, that used to be in magazines. Yeah. My favorite line of hers from the book people talked about, and I think that you could have this on his tombstone is the only thing, because it would really sum up his entire life, I think, is he knows he has an unusual penis. <laughs> That's a great line. It's you not, know that? Yeah, it's not. He has one. He knows he has an unusual Put that on his tombstone. I think that pretty much is all you need to know about Donald Trump in history. I was actually listening to Fox. Nate, do you watch Fox News or what do you watch for your news? Oh, it's all fake news to me. Yeah. I, I don't. I guess I read online whatever <laughs> Breitbart. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't know. I just whatever. It's whatever I kind of stumble upon. Yeah. What about you guys? I don't actually listen or watch any news. I get my first, I get my only news from my wife who, uh, who gives me the news when I just woke up and she starts complaining. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how my, that's my slant on the news. 
I just woke up and all of a sudden it's like, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? But yeah, I know. Yeah, I, so uh, I don't watch the news anymore. I actually follow Donald Trump on Twitter. I have like, I, I follow like three people, and I don't, I don't have any followers. I don't think, <laughs> but I just do it. And I started doing it just out of interest because it was on the news so much every time you tweet. And now I'm just like very, I'm sick of even just reading. I can't read his tweets anymore. There's, it's like an avalanche. It's just the volume of them is too much. Well, to analyze. We'll fill up the archives, man. Yeah. They they mm. say that. Uh, any normal person needs three people in their life that will can tell them no at any time. Mm. And I don't think he's got one. That's right. the problem. Mm. Yeah. I, I think he just, you know, he's taking his 4 a.m. morning piss and he decides to start a war with some country, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's the fear anyway. Although it's, it's such a weird, okay. So let me get into this. I think it's an interesting just sort of framework to work from is the brain science on this. I, I started studying this guy, Bobby Azarian. He's a neuroscientist. He writes a lot about Trump and talks about why people voted for him and continue to support him. And he said, mm. when you study brain science, it comes down to one thing, and that's fear. Um, he references several scientific studies that show the brains of people who vote conservative or more responsive to fear. Um, he said a 2008 study published in the Journal of Science found that when compared to liberals, conservatives have a stronger physiological response to threatening images and startling noises. And a 2011 brain imaging study revealed that conservatives tend to have a larger amygdala, which is the part of the brain that responds to anxiety and fear. And that a 2004 study showed that conservative brain lights up more strongly to disturbing images. And so he said, when you add it all up, it's a theory called terror management theory. When pe- and that bit theory basically says that when people are reminded of their own mortality, they do things to preserve their cultural worldviews. And that may help explain why such a large percentage of evangelicals, maybe, um, and other people that are normally morally based people tolerate his lies because their primary brain need uh, is having Trump a protector from fear is met in Trump. And so that sort of trumps what would normally be their moral outrage. That's his theory anyway. So what would make a liberal not want to support it brain-wise? Well, you know, that's the thing too. Like, I think it's so easy to – it's almost like when you disagree with someone about Trump, you're disagreeing with who they are as a person, and it feels very personal. That's that's the thing is it's almost – the just the word trump is almost become like a curse word you're right yeah like it, you can't even bring get, him up you get such an effect by saying it around you know probably far more than 50 percent of people that people don't even it's like the word they shall not speak type right. thing it's like voldemort yep <laughs> yeah but um so that ha- so there's another uh you know psychological issue here it's called confirmation bias which i'm sure everybody's heard of but basically, your brain really likes, almost like a drug, it likes to hear things that it already agrees with. It likes to be confirmed of what it already thinks is true. And so, you guys, you know, if you talk about what news sources, I, I watch CNN, and usually CNN is kind of like my main one, but also MSNBC. They skew more. I liberal. watch Channel One a lot. Is that, <laughs> is that pretty accurate? Garden Daily. <laughs> With uh, Rally Valverde. Oh, wow, man. That was a good poll, man. Yeah. That is a name. That is great. Yeah, it's hard they to had... find, but it's good news. Oh, the, who, who was on it? The guy, the Silver Fox. Um, 
uh, Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Cooper was on it. Yeah. yeah. Did, he have, did he have silver hair back then? He's in, <laughs> he's in high school. Uh, no. I've seen a picture of him from back then. He looked exactly the same. Yeah. It was, it was Rowley Valverde, the token Hispanic. Uh, uh, Lisa Ling, I think her name is. Yeah. She's on CNN. Yeah. And wow. Anderson Cooper, and maybe a fourth one. So I remember they bought TVs for all the classrooms. And the deal was you had to watch 13 minutes of Channel One every day in order to get those TVs or something. Oh yeah, it was usually a candy bar commercial. Right. Yeah. Usually some type of you know yeah. like chocolate or something. I, I think I remember a lot of product placement during their shows. Yeah, probably. Um, so uh, you know what I was saying is like I listen to these that see you liberal, and I even find myself. Um, if I'm listening to something and they start getting sort of pro-Trump or defensive of Trump, I tend to turn it. I tend to listen to something else. And it's because my brain doesn't like that. It's like, uh, it's almost going in withdrawals because I skew towards being anti-Trump. And so I think it's important to own up to that and realize that everyone has confirmation bias. I was listening to Fox news uh, this morning, just to sort of force myself to do it before this call. And I kind of got the feeling that, well, Coy, first of all, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And secondly, if I'm someone that only listens to Fox News, then I'm not getting the same information that other people are getting that only listen to CNN. And so those people, you can say, how can you still support Trump? Well, they're not even getting the same message if that's all they're getting. And so it's not apples to apples. What do you think about people that would just watch international news around the globe? I mean, could all of those be (laughs) like Al Jazeera? (laughs) What I've heard is really, if you want to like have the most balance to stick with the three major networks, still CNN or CBN, not CBN, Christian CBN. (laughs) CBN. (laughs) (laughs) Pat Robertson? Really? (laughs) Didn't you say the world's going to end yesterday? (laughs) ABC, NBC, CBS, because major nightly news programs are probably still the most balanced but then it comes down to when are you being skewed and when are you just presenting a truth that is just negative because that's just what it is Mm -hmm. like if trump does something that's like really bad and you report on it are you being anti-trump or are you just reporting on it something that's happening i i guess i've always thought it's it's good to hear kind of both sides Mm-hmm. And then make up your mind. I, yeah. If you just are listening to things that are going to reinforce your opinion you already have, then I don't know. It's not about like growing as a person, but you, the truth always lies somewhere in between. You know that right. expression. Because if you can, if you can discount the other side, I mean that's that even strengthens your mind. And your yeah, yeah. I think the main issue that we've seen is that in this sort of recent news cycle in the social media, is that confirmation bias plays such a huge role in your own psychology that um, you have to be self-aware in order to just even be aware that you have it. There's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which basically is an, it's another thing this guy was talking about. And he said that ignorant people cannot even know that they're ignorant because the very tools and skills that would keep them from being ignorant are the same tools and skills that allow them to know that they're ignorant. uh, Ah, yeah Yeah, exactly so um you're touching on something that i think about a lot is do you think trump is self-aware right i i he strikes me as someone who doesn't like the person that doesn't get that the joke's about them 
You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like that the world's laughing at them. Like he's mm-hmm. so his ego is so like inflated that he just is above. He thinks he's above the fray and above and above it all. And he, right. I just he has, don't think uh, he's self aware. Do you guys read uh, Quora? You get Quora the uh, app. I've seen it. I've read it. Some of it. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, basically you can ask any question you want and people chime in. Right. Uh, really strange ones too. But one was a lot of talk about narcissists and the, uh, is what happens when a narcissist meets a narcissist or like, how do you know you're a narcissist? What happens right. when two narcissists walk into a bar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to post that, Nate. Just, thanks. thanks. <laughs> That's the last thing. It's called narcissistic personality disorder, MPD, that a lot of people think Trump has, or at least very strong traits of it. And do those people actually know that they have it? Mm, and, right. you know, and it's almost like a so the definition of a sociopath is that they don't have empathy, which is sad except for not for them i guess is the old joke but yeah yeah so i don't know if i don't know if he doesn't have empathy i guess i've i guess i've heard him say a few things you know regarding like you know um if a soldier is killed in action or something i mean and that's not that's sympathy that's not empathy but i mean i don't know but it's i don't know you think he's intelligent you know, when you watch old interviews of him, he seems really sharp. Yeah. Uh, street, I, I street, sharp street times. smart, street smarts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Book smarts. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's your times. I'm like, wow, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Like he you had know? a couple, he had a couple ideas. I really like one of them was, uh, well, he's got a button on his desk where you press it and you get a diet Coke. I thought that was... I thought he, you were going to say he had like the office the uh office depot easy that was easy. That was <laughs> yeah. easy. But then the other idea he had was uh if there's terrorists on a plane he goes all you got to do is release gas that puts everyone in the plane to sleep except the pilots and he's like bada bing problem solved. I go you know wow. what that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> How are you going to control <laughs> that? It's like a button you can press in the cockpit just pass everyone out. Okay. Uh, uh, Episode of Batman. (laughs) Shark repellent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Before I forget, when I was uh, learning more about Mr. Trump, I saw that when they made Back to the Future 2, Biff Tannen's like the uh, in charge of the whole city and everything, and everything's he's like the overlord. Yeah. That character is based off Donald Trump. Mm. Yeah, I, that's that's so right on, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went back and watched that like scene where Marty goes to the future and he meets Biff and Biff's his stepdad or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is. It, you can see it. About Back to the Future too. <laughs> I mean, really, the whole I celebrate the whole series. Yeah, I think I've also noticed I give a shout out to Denny in every episode, which ah. I've got one, Matt. Remember, so uh, our grandpa. Who, and this is the thing about like politics and Trump and all this. You can think that he's like the most evil guy in the world. And yet there are people that I really love and that are really loving, kind people that support him. And they're not bad or evil or anything like that. They're good people. And one of them, and so our family back home, Uncle Denny and Grandpa supported Trump and, and Grandpa went and met Trump at some rally or something. And he had Trump sign his hat and Trump handed it back to Grandpa and said, there now it's worth four hundred dollars and grandpa said i'll sell it back to you for two hundred 
which is just, <laughs> it's like a couple of old uh, old wheelers and dealers. If you know our grandpa, he was he was an old yeah. auctioneer, yeah. And so Denny, <laughs> Denny took a pen. It was grandpa's auctioneer hat, and he wrote in like Denny's handwriting, "Make America Great Again" right around the autograph. Oh, on the hat is pretty awesome. I thought you were going to say it was a it was an actual MAGA hat. No, it wasn't. It was a Tom Donnelly auctioneer hat. Yeah, that he signed. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so on the uh, narcissistic personality thing, that one thing that they do, and then I think that we're all sort of wrapped up in it, really reminds me of, you know, the uh, the Peanuts character Pigpen. Um, mm-hmm. He's got that cloud of dust sort of always following him or mm-hmm. encircling him. And that's kind of the chaos that a person with NPD, their personality creates. It keeps everybody sort of off kilter and you just sort of, sort of this cloud of chaos always surrounding them and there is sort of an addiction to that because it is kind of exciting and i kind of think our nation is under that addiction a little bit we're gonna have a crash or a burnout at some point um because you can't stay high on a drug or or anything like that for for too long but that's why i like what mueller is doing with the investigation is because there's this kind of chaos encircling things and then mueller doesn't speak he doesn't have any public you know, announcements or anything, no matter what Trump does, it's just anti-Trump. It is. It's she's yeah. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah, he's the yang. And so he's just going by the rule of law, which is really the thing. To where, if there is anything, I always say is, well, if there's anything on Trump, they'll get it. If there's not, then that's good too. But the rule of law is is the thing that's going to basically be like a wet blanket over that, you know, that chaos or that dust cloud surrounding Trump. Ultimately, it's going to come out in the wash as to what's really happening because of it. Have, have so. any of the, either of you been following any of the case law or the cases that are happening? And uh, there's like six of them right now, right? It's crazy. It's, it, and there's going to be more. It's really something, but it's uh, it's just a really complicated web. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I really hope for the safe country that nothing, you know, nothing happens. But uh, I, we'll I actually think uh, – Pence would probably be a much better president anyway. So yes, yes, I agree. He would at least be a stabilizing, at least stability. I think, I think what people are going to find in their next president is that he's going to be really boring. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's going to be Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling my shot. It's either going to be <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Kanye West. <laughs> Maybe Oprah. I'll give Oprah like a hundred to one. One of those three. Don't you think people just want a break and want someone like super bland and just to rest for a so. while? You don't we, think so? We live in a Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook world. People want. Yeah. They don't care what you know or if you know anything. If you're famous, if they recognize your face, that's right. probably all they need. I was one, and that was the one question I I had too. Was uh, I wanted to see what you guys think. Is anyone able to get elected as president? Is there any? I mean, Trump really lowered the bar. Yeah. I mean, you watch The Apprentice, but uh, I think as long as you, what is it? You have to be over 40? 35. Okay, 35. 35. You have to be, yeah. do you have to be born in the U.S.? Well, yes, you have to be a from the soil citizen on the soil. Yeah. Okay. Is that the technical and, uh, term? From the soil? You're from the soil, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I took an immigration law class and it was interesting, but, um, but I think that, um, I think that's it. I mean, I think the constitution has those two requirements. So, well, I, I know at one time, uh, Schwarzenegger was very interested in running for president Mm -hmm. 
but he couldn't get around the born citizen part, that's obviously. That's the dumbest thing. Don't you think that we should just be done with that? I mean, that's like from the 1700s or something. Who right. cares where you're born? That has nothing to do with anything. I, I think that should probably go away. I, I, I would say you should. there should probably be a limitation on... You sh- you know you need to have been a U.S. citizen for this many years. Yeah. Okay. You know. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a uh, a Saudi guy that's been here three months. <laughs> that that might raise some flags. <laughs> Did you uh? Do you guys? One thing I one character when researching Trump's history that I found really interesting was this Roy Cohn guy. Mm-hmm. Did, yes, did you guys dig into him at all? It's just no. fascinating character he was a super smart guy he graduated from columbia law school at 19 but he he became joseph mccarthy's assistant oh that's where i know the name yeah 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 he's mentioned in we didn't start the fire with the, <laughs> yeah yeah but he uh but the, you know what the best part about we didn't start the fire is just the children of thalidomide that really just that that's a great hook whatever <laughs> That that is probably my least favorite song of all time, <laughs> or second least next to American Pie. So, oh, yeah. yeah. How that? Oh, yeah. Have you seen the episode episode of the Goldbergs when uh, he tries to do "We Didn't Start the Fire"? No, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so, um, so he helped shape that whole paranoia around the um, the Red Scare, I guess they called it. But then he became a lawyer. He had dirt on like everyone in New York and. He was very cl- Trump is very close also with the guy that started the uh, National Enquirer, David Pecker. Uh, well, Pecker came on, but there was also uh, another guy that uh, started it. And apparently, there's a safe at the National Enquirer with all kinds of stories that have been buried. Yes. On Trump. Oh, how would you love to get? We should hire Geralda. Geralda. <laughs> that would be good. Are we just gonna do callbacks to old episodes every episode now? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> we're, we're very meta with our own uh, with our own three shows. Um, but Donald Trump met Roy Cohn when Donald Trump was getting sued by the federal government for um, oh, what was it? Uh, he wasn't allowing African Americans in his in his apartment complex. So it was racial discrimination. And the strategy that they used was to counter sue the federal government for a hundred million dollars. And then two years later, quietly settle out of court so that Trump would never have to admit that he did anything wrong and that the settlement would be uh, sealed. And so there's all kinds of settlements with Trump that are sealed because yeah. that's what he's done is that he's he countersues and then he settles and then it's sealed. Do you guys think he's ever said, I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he questioned because someone was talking about being a Christian. And he said, why do you need to ask forgiveness if you don't do anything wrong? That's, that was his see, response. That's one of – I've heard that before, and that's something I really get stuck on is someone asked him, you know, do you pray? Do you pray on a daily basis? What do you pray? Uh, do you ask God for forgiveness? And he gave a real flippant answer, and, it, yeah, it was about uh, I don't pray every day. God knows what's in my heart. and um, I don't need right. to ask for forgiveness for anything. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Did you know he has his own spiritual advisor? Uh-uh. Yeah. It's this woman that um yeah, who, who is the who is the lady on the late night infomercials that you would call and you'd get psychic advice? Miss Cleo? Miss Cleo. Is that who it is? 
It really might be. I don't remember the name. (laughs) You will have a very bad day. You will face a difficult decision. (laughs) Uh, um, But that whole mantra of that, too, is very much Roy Cohn. Um, uh, Is that he said, you never apologize. You never go on the defense. You always attack on the offense. And there's no such thing as bad publicity. And so that kind of, he was kind of, uh, you know, Donald Trump's father was obviously a huge impact on him, but Trump thought that his father was a little too conservative and a little too guarded. Like he didn't go into Manhattan. He stayed out of Manhattan. Trump wanted to be bigger than his father. And so this Roy Cohn guy became a mentor to him and really sort of was that driving force, I think, too. His father's middle name was Christ. No way. Yes. (laughs) I thought a great name for a band would be Fred Trump's Cadillac. His, his name is Fred? Yeah, Fred. Like Fred Christ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a certain wow. ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do for a middle name, hon? I don't know. How about Christ? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh, she asked him and then he like stubbed his toe. He's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's the second word. saw the hospital bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So Trump's hair. um, The thing, a lot of there's. I mean, obviously, it's a great source of jokes. But if you look into it, a lot of people think he had this thing called scalp reduction surgery. Have you guys heard about that? No. So it's a barbaric, people call it a barbaric plastic surgery, where they cut out a piece of your skin on your head that doesn't have hair and they basically shove up the other pieces that do have hair to cover over that sort of those cutouts and it's in the ivana trump uh it's in the uh, divorce papers that he was like he grabbed her by the throat one time because he uh was super irritable because he had just had scalp reduction surgery and it was super painful (laughs) if you look at his head it does it's not a true comb over like there is hair on top it's thin. On the other side is on the other side. Well, it's all that... over, I think. Huh? But it's look... it's mesmerizing. Looking at his hair, is me- <laughs> it looks like corn silk, doesn't it? I think yeah. I picture <laughs> but his head also doesn't look like a normal skull. It looks like it's been stretched into a form of some kind. He's one of the lizard people. That's the only answer. <laughs> yeah, and then another thing I noticed: people always, and you know, you know, you are in trouble. If people always say your full title, either on both sides, when people are arguing for him, their defense of him is he is the president of the United yes. States. And either if you're for him, then you hold up your finger and you <laughs> and you say, and if you're against him, you, you hold up both hands in a shrug and you, and you go, I mean, he's the president of the United States. And sometimes you even throw in of America if you really need to add it. People that defend him always use the expression that you need to respect the office. Yes. Office, yes. So, um, did you guys, I, I kind of had some ideas on, I know this isn't even a very funny podcast probably this time, but it's kind of like serious business, I guess. But <laughs> Were they funny before? <laughs> <laughs> did I, was I listening to a different podcast? Yeah. What do you guys think about moving forward, what we need to do differently with elections to make them, to improve them? I was going to say, and I think, your state, man, my state, uh, Oregon had the right answer. Mail-in ballot. Yeah. yeah. Ballot, yeah. They can verify the address, and uh, then they can verify signatures. 
based on, you know, uh, photos they have, uh, files they have online of your driver's license and all that. Have the deadline way early because uh, you know there's going to be latecomers and yep. uh, use your computers plenty of time to match everything up. I, I I do really miss. I never got really the opportunity to go into one of the little voting booths. I always wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but it does rob you of that. It's like when you, I had a bit, but I I did go visit a friend of mine that was in jail one time, and he just sat at a table across from me, and I didn't even get to have the window and the phone and all that. It was kind of disappointing. <laughs> was there a there wasn't a window? I mean, what, was it like steel? Was it like concrete walls surrounding you? No, it was like a big. <laughs> Was it a conjugal visit? <laughs> it was just a table. It was just a table, a picnic table. That's not what I envisioned at all. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I was disappointed. Um, but I also so like... I like I like Matt's idea. That's the perfect way to solve it. I've always thought I'm a Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome guy. Yeah. Two, two man enter, one man leave. That's it. That's your president. <laughs> That's your president. Whoever yes. and whoever. You got Kanye and The Rock. Use your weapons. Two man enter, one man leave. <laughs> what about um, getting rid of the Electoral College and just having the popular vote? I think it's going to be just based on the Constitution and what it takes to get an amendment. I think I don't think it could happen. Really? Uh, Isn't that to, what makes us a republic? Mm-hmm. That's what makes us a republic fundamentally. Is um, to not because, have a popular vote to have the Electoral College? Yeah, yes. because they said if if you just include like uh, Los oh. Angeles and New York City, it right. would completely overwhelm. You know, like seventy five percent of the country, like whole states don't even. I mean, Wyoming, Rhode Island, Iowa. I mean, there's all kinds of states that don't have the population of one major city. Yeah, but doesn't that isn't that the way it should be though? I mean, because it's not like. So what if you have a lot of land? Wyoming has a lot of land, but trees don't vote, or it doesn't. You know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know i think the way the way maybe the, the the way maybe to do it is like nebraska because i mean the the electoral college still play but they actually appropriate the delegates and who they're supposed to vouch for um at the um uh, at the electoral college so huh. by by you know by percentage of uh, victory i think that's a fair way to do it because if you went 60 40 you don't get the whole 10 you get six of them and, and the minority gets 40. It's not an all or nothing, but it's still using the Electoral College because you're using the number of electors. Oh, yeah. That might be a good step in the right direction to divide it up exactly by the percentage. It gets to the popular vote that way. Yeah, I guess I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn as far as what's the right way. I mean, yeah, I guess, I, I guess I'm thinking more geographically speaking, you know. Because you're right, Nate. I mean, you get overwhelmed by, um, in California, they get overwhelmed by uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles. And there's actually a movement to, to split California that's been going on, you know, a long time by those, by the people, some of the people. So, what about? I'll be, I'll be the first one to help jackhammer that state right off, <laughs> let it fall into the sea. <laughs> I've been there twice and I won't be going a third time. <laughs> yeah. I love living in LA, man. Matt, Matt lived there for how many long, you lived there for a long time. Seven years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I loved. You know, it was interesting is because I lived with Matt for a little bit, and we Matt had really wealthy friends, so we lived in like by Beverly Hills. But I I worked in the Valley because I got a job at like a tip agency, so I had this old beater truck, and every day I'd drive an hour to work, and I'd be sitting there sweating, stopped on the freeway, and I'd look over, I'd see the same cars in the morning. It was bizarre, but I don't. Know, I liked I liked living in LA. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, but I, I'm with you, man. I my uh, my friends drove like uh, Be- Beamers and Lexus. I I drove a uh, 
it wasn't a Reliant K. It was a, uh, it was like it. So, but every time I drive from the valley uh, into Malibu, I would have to refill the radiator because it went dry. <laughs> so it's a 45-minute drive, and I had to make sure I have two bottles of water on me. And didn't you buy a car, Matt, that had no title? Oh it had no title, yeah, from uh, in Reseda. You don't want to buy a used car from a guy that lives in Reseda. <laughs> With no title. <laughs> wait, and wait. Then- not not a salvage title, just no title. No title. It had no title, and so I, I was like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> it was a uh, 1984 Ford Granada. Nice. Ah. And then it broke down in the parking lot. So it was this exclusive type of Malibu apartment complex. Like, who lived next door, Matt? It was. Uh, um, lived with his girlfriend john lovitz yeah anyway so matt had this uh ford granada <laughs> and it broke down and there was no title so there's nothing to tie matt to it so he just let it sit in the parking lot <laughs> and then they started putting up signs whoever left ford granada in the parking lot <laughs> i know like the last, one of the last signs was like move your car damn it <laughs> So it ended up getting towed, and that was the end of the Granada. <laughs> I didn't uh, have to pay for it. I was going to say, how would you ever claim it? Prove <laughs> it's yours. You have to show a picture of you with it. Yeah. We've had 10 other people try and claim this Granada today. Are you sure it's yours? Uh, not only did I not have a title, but I uh, I took off the license plates, and I uh, and I and I just threw them, I threw them in the trash. I threw them in the dumpster. Yeah. No title and no no registry. <laughs> like just a machine at that point. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other the other thing, one other thing about the elections that kind of bothers me is that I feel like, and I try and pay attention, but I feel like I still don't know what each uh, candidate's opinion is on like the ten major issues facing our nation, like clearly. You know, like policy, when it gets down to policy, is when you think about it, you're really hiring someone to do a job that has specific requirements of that job, like you would hire a plumber. And so I just want to know, in a practical sense, without all the BS, what is your policy and your standpoints on these 10 major issues? I would like that to be somehow like, I don't know, not mandated, but brought to the forefront more for people to discuss. And it doesn't feel like it, especially wasn't this last time. Wouldn't it be nice if during those uh, TV debates, they would actually bring up those major issues that you're concerned about? Yeah. They never like, seem to, t- they never, you're right. They never seem to touch on those. Um, so at the end of it all, I'm kind of always left like, well, I kind of like this person, but I don't really. You yeah. Know? Like it comes down to like a personality thing where, yeah, I guess I like this guy or that, you know, whatever, or I don't like her with you know Hillary. And, but it didn't really come down to the specifics of what they would do in the job. And I'm not sure that Trump can actually like say the specifics of what his policies are. No, he uses, he uses, have you seen the, the Trump word list? There's like 50 words he uses like over and over, like in every sentence. Right. Right. Go find it. It's pretty hilarious because it's yeah. true. Do you guys think that he will get out of this unscathed without prison time? I do. I do. I, yeah. I think that um, somehow 
Um, they're just going to come up with some arrangement, uh, some deal. He's fallen ass backwards out of trouble so many thousands of times before. Right. Why, why won't it happen again? I kind of wonder if that is his major focus right now is to, if you're him and you know, let's say that there actually is dirt on him that he knows that people are going to find out on. What you would do if you're him is stir up your base so much that um, the threat of civil unrest would be so great that they would have to just pardon you because that was kind of why Nixon got pardoned because it was just, they wanted the country to move on. It's always like what's best for the country kind of a thing. And so maybe that's his angle right now is to do is to stir this up enough to where, I don't even know if he's that plans that far ahead, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but there's just toilet paper stuck to his shoe. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, one thing I really, really captured my mind was like i don't like it when i caricature someone even trump like as being totally evil or someone else as being totally good and i just Mm. want to like be have like a a check on myself when i'm doing that and it's i think it's it's almost like that shakespeare line like i think i think she does protest too much like yep when you find someone that is screaming about an issue like way over the top it almost says more about that person that does the issue. And so if I'm like thinking of making Trump like this evil guy or whatever, it probably says more about me. Why am I doing that? You know, what am I being influenced by? Or I don't know, not that he's good or bad or whatever, but that's just something that popped in my mind a lot. I, th- I think you project, you project your hopes and fears onto the candidate, onto whoever it is. And you idealize them so much. Like, you know, I see the good and bad in Trump. I see the good and bad in anybody, but there's people that are just so dug in. It's, it's the, a lot of people just don't want to ever admit they're wrong, you know, but they have to be right all the time. Right. How much does the president actually have an impact on your life? Not very much for most people. Now Mm -hmm. I thought, don't look at your 401k. Yeah, that's true. And also, I guess he probably does for I guess he probably does for people that rely on the government for like assistance. That may have the president may have a big impact on those people. So, well, the healthcare thing, yeah, really, it's it's not he could lead the way. There's decisions he could make, few of them, but most of it, you know, is going to require Congress, and that's the that's the check there. Yeah, be interesting to see if this does all go down. How the Republicans try and survive through this. I, I was mentioning to Sybil, I, I don't know. I, I think there may have to be a, a new party. Um, I've I, thought, is the Republican Party so tainted and, and different that, that really it should be something else? Didn't I kind of felt like when the Tea Party started to rise, that could actually form into its own party if it got enough steam behind it. But then that would hurt the Republican Party so much, you right, know, because right. you're stripping away a lot of their base if you create another party with kind of in that direction. And Libertarian, like... I thought about voting libertarian, but I'm like, I might as well just burn this vote. I mean, <laughs> when I saw Gary Johnson on TV and he had like, he had like flip flops and jeans. I'm like, I, I, I can't vote for this guy. <laughs> hey, Dave, did you vote in uh, 1996 for Harry Brown? He was a libertarian, libertarian candidate back then. Uh, I don't think I was a libertarian back then, but uh, yeah. I voted for him. I, I gave my vote to him back then. So. Did he like good, weed? Man. Yeah, I did. That's that's all the libertarians are concerned about. Yeah, you know, I was a little high when I signed up for. Mm. Old lady, I remember she had an arm and a, she had an arm and a cast, and I remember I said, I looked in the eye and said, 
did they support legalization? And she said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Any other interesting things you came up with? Aaron, I, you know, I was thinking ahead and uh, he, of course, is going to get a presidential library. Right. And I was thinking, what items of interest are going to be in that library? <laughs> I was thinking about the tanning bed, you know, yeah. <laughs> the presidential tanning bed. The, the presidential walk-in, like, stand-up spray tan booth. <laughs> he likes McDonald's. You could put a McDonald's in the library. <laughs> Well, there's not going to be any books in the library. No, <laughs> that's true. No, uh, art of the deal. Art of the deal. Art of the deal. <laughs> I was, that was another thing I was thinking about. You know, because we've all we all work in or have worked in purchasing yeah. and negotiated. We're negotiators. That's what we did. And Trump goes out there to be this best negotiator. I'm thinking to myself, wow, if you negotiate like that in, in a business world right now. I mean, there's no way you're not going to get anything. No, I mean, if you don't respect the other side, no. Oh yeah, it, it's uh, it's really outdated. I mean, that's like you said. I mean, that's why he was influenced by Cone. Um, but it's so you know so outdated these days. Yeah, Cone. Um, just he died of AIDS, I think. But here's this is the interesting thing is that he was a closet homosexual his whole life, and even while he was dying, he denied it that he was homosexual and that he had AIDS. He said he had cancer. And he actually spoke like um, vulgarly against gays. Mm. It's just this weird dichotomy. I, I think that would be an interesting movie. Is a movie about Roy Cohn. Yeah, yeah, definitely should be made. And the other thing, and I just have to throw in because um, three, three, uh, two thirds of our uh, our show here are bald, and so and Trump, yeah. you know, <laughs> closing in on three. <laughs> this, is my, this is my closing arguments. <laughs> so, uh, at what at what age do you think he started losing his hair? and decided he had to take some action i mean was it early like me i, I started going bald in eighth grade yeah yeah <laughs> well pictures and video from the 80s look like that's that's his hair it mm. is the full head of hair even even into the 90s but even like on the apprentice you're like come on man but he was almost he was a gradual comb over even in his military school days it you could see the easy transition into comb over from his hairstyle. Now that's a movie. Just an inch. Yeah. I think I think if you ever make a Trump movie, you need to do those years. You need to do the military school years. <laughs> and like make it a wacky like stripes type movie. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I sometimes look back at old videos of myself and wonder that same thing. I, I only when I'm looking at home videos, I only study my hairline. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> and uh, I, I identified it around eighth grade when it started to actually recede. Because there was one video in seventh grade where I'm mowing the yard and I look at my hair. It looks still pretty solid. That you know that kind of begs the question: If he didn't do the comb over and just shaved it, would he? Would his? Would his uh, approval ratings rise? I mean, everybody mm. liked Ike. Ike was our last bald president, and people liked him. I often debate that in my head. Is it? I know people laugh about the comb over and laugh about toupees, but sometimes. Is it actually better? Because even though it's fake, would you rather just have hair that looks bad than no hair at all? Yeah, yeah. I think I think people would. Uh, it would stop being another thing that people joke about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd just be over and done. Like I mean, at it, what's he seventy two? Yeah. Did just come on, man. No one made fun of Eisenhower. He had a. They might have made fun of. I did that son of a bitch. <laughs> he had a serious. <laughs> 
<laughs> he had some pretty serious irritable bowel syndrome, I think. So he got he got some flack for that. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, anything else you guys want to bring up that you found in your research on Trump? It does I, it does feel good, like we're living through an interesting time, at least, that documentaries will be made of. Yeah. yeah, it's not a president that will have a one-page Wikipedia page. <laughs> I mean, it'll be uh, its own website. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Calvin, Calvin Coolidge, uh, he slept a lot. He slept a lot. Like this president, <laughs> I think he slept like 12 hours. For some reason, that's all I remember from the history of the president of the United States class I took was that Calvin Coolidge slept a lot. <laughs> they, they taught you that? Yeah. Well, all I know about Taft was he got stuck in a tub. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know about him. <laughs> that's all that matters. And Trump will be, he, know, he knows he has an unusual penis. That. Great way to end it. <laughs> Etch that on the front of the library. <laughs> Do it in Greek or Latin or something. Yeah, you gotta make a yeah. class. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, I, I really wanted to do a, a very diehard Christmas. Yeah. Because I'm on a diehard kick, but. I didn't know if that's good for an hour's worth of material. Yeah. And I don't know where you guys fall on the pro or against Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Well, I never even yeah. saw it until like a year ago. Wow. Yeah, because when we, this is something we should talk about, Matt, is uh, when we grew up, our parents were very strict uh, religious. Oh, yes. So we couldn't listen to like non Christian music or watch bad oh, movies. Okay. I never saw Star Wars. I never saw. <clears throat> Yeah, lots of things. <laughs> you learned everything from seeing your dad's ornament. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week, and uh, good talking to you.